1: It's awkward sex in the city day of the week. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't care. I'm going forward. Um, I overthink the intros a lot, and then I do them seven times, and it's just like, just fucking say whatever the fuck you want to say, Nellie. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Anywho, I'm not angry. That came off very angry. But today I was doing some uh, like podcast work because uh, I'm unemployed and I get to do like creative stuff now. And uh, I realized I hadn't done a solo episode in a hot second. We've had some really great guests. Uh, there will be more great guests to come. Um, but before I do my like solo ep, I do want to tell you guys something that's like very exciting to me, for me, is I have my um, very first ever brand affiliate uh, partnership with Aoba Toys. And it's really cool. And basically, I am an affiliate uh for one of their toys, the OMG Spot Massager. It's a very cool toy. It's a very great toy. Uh when Aaron saw it, he was like, I can't wait to use this on you. Um and it's unique in that like it doesn't vibrate, which is why it's silent. Uh the pearl on the top is the only part that moves. Um, which fun fact, it's supposed to be for the G-Spot. Uh, You can definitely use it in other places too, like your clit. And while uh, I cannot personally attest, I have a feeling that this would work well for uh, prostate uh, sensations, orgasms as well. I don't know. I don't know why I like stumbled on that, but I think you could do prostate play with this as well. I stumble on prostate because I always want to say prostrate and I don't know why. So that is why I stumble on that word living my truth in front of you guys all day, every day, but that's why you come back. And so basically, because I am an affiliate, I get a code, a referral code that yes, I do get money from if you buy from me, uh, but you get 40% off. So it costs 159. I think it brings down the cost to about like $95. And I am a very big believer in investing in good sex toys Uh, As in my youth, I did not, though I will say, RIP Chewy, you were an amazing $10 vibrator from Spencer's Gifts that honestly did last me very long. And the only reason it doesn't exist anymore is because when I was moving to college, I was so afraid I would forget which box or bag I put it in, and that would be the one that my father unpacked (laughs) at JMU on move-in day. And so literally I, they went out somewhere and I ran outside and threw it, not even just in like the garbage, uh, in our kitchen. I threw it in the actual massive can outside and like, like threw like dirt over it. What I'm saying is I did Chewy wrong. Okay. Chewy didn't deserve that. I had so many orgasms with that beautiful bright orange, very loud Spencer's Gifts vibrator i miss you to this day chewy uh short for chewbacca because i thought it was funny i'm not th- i wasn't the biggest fan of star wars back then uh, my friends thought it was funny and i went with it <laughs> could you tell that i wanted to do comedy when i grew up um i miss you every day chewy but now like there are other sex toys in my um nice little nightstand drawer uh that cost way more or that i've received uh for free because of awkward sex in the city which is also cool so yeah the referral code the the link is going to be in the description of this episode and further episodes after that uh because i'm not going to say the website because i have a very good feeling you are not going to pause and then write it down it is in where you click to listen to this episode is it there it is in awkward sex in the city's link tree. It is in my personal link tree, my personal Instagram link tree. If you know my personal Instagram, do you? It's great. It's a lot of fun. It's a very it's a different toy, and I'm liking the. I'm very excited for the uh, the one that just basically like sucks on your clit. I think that is very important. <laughs> oh, it's called something. I'm I'm not looking it up. I'm too lazy for you guys. Anywho, go check it out iobatoys.com. Check out my actual referral code in the description of this episode. Um, And one of the reasons why I wanted to do a solo episode is because October is like kind of a weird month for me. I can feel myself tensing up and I know I've definitely talked about it uh, on multiple episodes while they were happening about my migraines. And while the actual pain, like the actual headache started at the end of December and actually on the second day of really bad of these really bad headaches because I didn't know what they were yet. I actually thought it was like a really bad infection and that I was going to get meningitis and I was going to die. Um, and the doctors that I saw were also like, "Yeah, this is a an infection probably," and they gave me antibiotics and it did not work because it wasn't an infection. But on day two, I went to a fish concert. Um, I am not a fish fan. Uh, not nothing against them, but the idea of standing for four hours straight is my worst nightmare, and. <laughs> Basically, what I learned that night is if I can get through four plus hours with my head feeling as if it's going to explode in a fish concert, um, I can get through labor. Uh, it was awful, searing pain that I actually can't remember. I can't re- feel, I can't remember the sensation, which is good, obviously. Um, I always find that very interesting about pain is like you remember the idea of pain and maybe i'm speaking for you and then you're like that's not true so just for me my experience with pain i can remember the moment the pain came the idea of being in pain but i can't actually remember the actual pain itself even with like five months straight of headaches like daily every day almost like all day every day um I can tell you, I understand the pain. I remember the pain. I don't understand or feel, or I can't like refeel the pain, I guess. I don't know. doesn't matter. Who cares? But before that, I think it actually started really in September. I started getting these like really weird dizzy spells is how I was describing them, though I myself did not feel dizzy. Actually standing up helps it go away it more felt as if the world around me was spinning almost as if I had like tunnel vision and they happened at like scary moments like one time I was behind the wheel um actually a couple times I was behind the wheel one time I was turning into Whole Foods and I just felt this like (sighs) the tunnel vision and I all of a sudden felt like very uh my chest felt tight. Like I couldn't breathe. Like I felt like I was fainting, but I have fainted before and I didn't have any of the symptoms. You get like really, really nauseous, uh, before you faint. And it wasn't like that. It was very weird. And I had just like run, ran like a little bit too hard. And I actually have not run since this happened. Cause I was like, Oh, it's from the running. Um, and I was talking to a friend and they were like, Oh, you're probably just dehydrated. And that actually could be part of what, uh, made them occur. I do think like in retrospect, when I look at when I did have these um, specific days of dizzy spells, I was, I think actually dehydrated and like very stressed out. Anywho. So it starts this journey uh, with ENTs that would lead into neurology and like neurologists, but it also started my first actual real experience dealing with full body anxiety of what it really feels like in your body, what these, because these really could also, these disease spells could really be, um, panic attacks. They could be migraines. My neurologist thinks that they are migraines and that, uh, they just evolved into head pain. Cause I've learned a lot about migraines since this, um, headaches, head pain is just like one version of a migraine. You can get migraines in your stomach. Uh, you can get, I think it's called like a fuck. I can't remember it's called, but you can get these migraines where there's absolutely no pain, but you're just like completely dizzy, and you're like off kilter. And she was like, "I." She thought that they were migraines that then switched to headaches. I don't know. I truly don't know. I kind of think it's a combination of the two. I think they were panic anxiety attacks on top of migraines and. The main one that really kind of triggered the anxiety happened in October, it happened October 24th. And so I can feel myself being like, was it environmental? Was it something, cause it, my sinuses all of a sudden for the first time in my life were like really fucked up. At least that's what I thought it might not have been. It could have just been me making up symptoms in my mind. Uh, cause the fun thing about me is I actually can make myself sick when I get very anxious, real fun. Got that from my mom. But basically I am bringing this up for multiple reasons. One is people are starting to experience and have been since uh, COVID started, have been experiencing a lot more headaches because headaches are a symptom of stress and anxiety. And so are migraines. I'm pretty sure for me, my trigger for migraines is like high, high, high stress, um, And that is where I was mentally and physically and emotionally last year, and probably for more than a year. I'm not sure when it started, but we'll get to that in a second. But people are getting diagnosed with migraines or tension headaches a lot now. And if you are, I just want you to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can find how to manage them and how to make them disappear. And I'm saying this to you as someone who did not think that was possible while I was in this like five month reign of hell. Um, It is possible. You have to be patient. You have to let it out. You have to cry. You have to succumb to the idea that it may not, you may not ever get back to the normal that you used to have. And you need to Be really, really patient with the meds, with the ideas that they have to try to manage your pain. And that is asking a lot. And that's very scary, especially if you're in the middle of it, of this idea that you may never feel what you considered normal. Like, what is your new normal? That is what Aaron would tell me when I would just like break down in tears. Like, I can't do this anymore. What is this? Like, what is this quality of life? Um, and it taught me a lot about chronic pain too. And what is asked of people in chronic pain is ridiculous. Um, like I, I remember, cause one of the first things they ask you, at least in my experience, everyone's experienced a different one of the first things that I was asked by my my neurologist was were my headaches so bad that I like left work or that I I called out of work or had to lie down and I definitely had to lie down a lot but I always worked through them even though there was definitely one that was like so bad that I looked up am I having a stroke the pain was so fucking bad and just why do we Why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we not just say like, oh, we have to stop working Uh, because it's very unfair and it's very unhealthy. The work relationship we have, most of us, myself included, I was a very never call out of work person Um, with one family babysitting. I only called out once because I had a ridiculously awful kidney infection and the doctor was like, yeah, your kidneys are shutting down. Um, And so I like could not go into work. I had like a fever of like 105 or something. It was like very, (laughs) it was a little touch and go for a second. Um, Don't ignore symptoms. People with vaginas down there, if things are starting to really get crazy, just go, just go. Um, Another reason I'm bringing up migraines because of like COVID obviously. And if you are dealing with this, I would love to help you through it because it's very scary. It's very scary. Headaches are so overwhelming because it's In your fucking head. You know, like it's one thing to have like shoulder pain or like, or like a pain in like your knee, but your head is just like so all consuming. A fun thing that I learned about migraines is that they happen way more often in women and like, you know, people with vaginas. So because of that, the amount of funding they get is abhorrent. I think it's like, 30 million a year so people actually don't know that much about migraines like in the actual field when i learned from my neurologist as migraines look different for everyone your migraines that you experience yourself can change which mine did uh if it happened to people with penises there'd be billions of funding is what i'm saying so there's a slow like pace to finding out more i guess that's what i'm saying um it is a neurological disease. Um, It is considered a disability. It is the number two worst pain after I think back pain uh, when it comes to chronic pain. Um, So that's fun. And I actually had a friend who, she also kind of started doing these daily headaches as well. Um, And her doctor who I think originally was a dude, I think she switched to a female doctor, um was like these are tension headaches these are tension headaches they're tension headaches and then he even like prescribed her the same meds that i'm on but told her to take them like incorrectly like you have to take it daily like i took my pill at 11 a.m i took 10 milligrams at 11 a.m and then at 6 30 i will take a 25 milligram pill do it twice a day every day he was like take it as needed and the, the new doctor was like what no no that's not how this works um tension headaches happen more often in men, migraines happen and people with penises. Migraines happen with people more happen more often with people with vaginas. So that's also, you know, just like the sexism within, you know, this community that's supposed to take care of us and our bodies. And I really lucked out my ENT was amazing um, and so patient with me. And listened to every complaint I had and every scare that I had, and all of my fears. And at no point ever made me feel bad for feeling pain or for being scared and for asking for more tests and potentially, like, you know, questioning her diagnosis, right? Her field. And then she recommended the neurologist that I have who again, definitely a completely different bedside manner than my ENT, but just like fucking knew her shit, uh, would not give up on finding me relief. Um, I'm not used to that in, uh, the health field, the healthcare fields when it comes to my pain. I had a doctor basically yell at me, uh, a male doctor for asking for an MRI on my knee. um, he told me it was a sprain. I was like, it's not a sprain. I know it's not a sprain. I've dealt with this. uh, I've dealt with this in my left knee and they were wrong then too. And didn't want to do an MRI then too. And he was, he literally was just like, Oh, so you want to, you want an MRI? That's what you want. You want an MRI? And he just walked out and then the PA or whatever was like, all right, I will schedule that uh, MRI for you. And guess what? I was fucking right about my goddamn knee. Anywho, they suck. And even the PA was like, yes, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to prescribe you or a, a physical trainer or whatever. And then he never did. And I was like, I hate you all so much. Hey, guys, we're going to take a break to hear from a couple of ads, a couple of people. Uh, maybe you like the stuff. Maybe you don't. But um, getting paid while doing podcasting is really fucking cool. So thanks for sticking around.
0: Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Um, Okay, So the other reason why I wanted to bring up migraines is uh, mental health. I am almost 100% sure that my my migraines erupted from my body from years of swallowing shit. Which is ironic because I will only swallow if I'm wasted. Like real life, if for any reason, one day, why would you ever know that? I guess that's how Aaron always knows, right? It's like, I will swallow. Otherwise, I do this weird like thing. I hate it. I hate it in my mouth. I hate it so much. The consistency is so gross. I, I gag, usually. Um, actually, I have a really good joke on stage, but it only works if you can see my face. Um, not fun. What's so fun when she does that? And I was talking to my therapist about what just came out of my mouth, and I was talking about it with my therapist yesterday today's tuesday i do therapy on mondays and i was just kind of like i wish i knew the timeline like i have a very vague idea of when this started because it definitely was for years but for about like maybe two years i didn't feel like myself anymore and it's very hard to explain you know it was definitely like a combination of like depression um And something else that I just totally dropped that sentence because I thought of something in my head. Um, There was this meme that I saw the other day that was like, yeah, breakups are hard, but have you ever watched yourself become quieter and quieter as the years go by until a point where you can't even recognize yourself anymore? And that hit so fucking hard because that's exactly what it was. Uh, and it was just me swallowing a lot of stuff from my family, from friendships, from work. And it just built and built because, it, fun fact, if you didn't know this already, you got to let that shit out. You, it's got to come out. It's got to be communicated. And, I mean, Aaron was great throughout all of it um, as I went through, I don't want to call it a phase. A phase feels so trivial. Um going through this shit, like, I could never figure out how to explain it to him. I was just like, it doesn't feel like me. It doesn't feel right. Um, and he was always there and very supportive and I don't know why it started. I don't know why I felt this need to be a peacekeeper and to be, um, Liked isn't the right word. I didn't care about being liked, but being very like amendable, being very uh, adjustable. And I always have been a very, um, adjustable is not the right word. I've been able to just like, hmm, blend in is also not the right word. Adaptable, oh my God. The word she wanted was Adaptable. I've always been very adaptable and I've always considered that a strength. And I think it comes from being a military brat of moving around a lot, knowing that things were going to change and that you don't have control over that and that you just got to go with it. So I've always been adaptable. Never thought that was a bad thing, but adaptability and amendability being amendable to people's needs. Well, and like bending over backward for people, um, while getting nothing in return is not healthy. That's not a healthy relationship. That's not a healthy friendship. That's not a healthy, uh, family relationship. And I was doing that a lot with my family and I was doing that a lot with friends. Uh, and I was doing that a lot at work, a lot at work. I think work is what really, really kind of like screwed it over and I was becoming toxic for other people around me because I wasn't listening to myself or taking care of myself. And then because of that, I wasn't really listening to other people and being there for people in the way that they needed. And a funny thing about swallowing a lot of shit is you lose your gut. You lose your gut instinct. You lose your idea of yourself your gut is very important <laughs> your microbiome is very important uh but it's true our gut is so important mentally and physically and emotionally like truly and so i watched it permeate through awkward sex in the city the podcast and like the show i wasn't trusting my instincts anymore i was letting everyone make these decisions that i was like and and in no way did these people have bad intentions. like Absolutely not. They actually had the best of intentions for me, but it wasn't the right fit. And because of that, I personally think that the show and the podcast suffered and myself suffered because I watched my art and my vision and my productions not look like what I... thought they needed to look like. It's wild. It's wild. I don't know how to explain it. And I hate that it took physical pain to start the journey out. Like I hate that I hurt my body so badly that my body finally just kind of rejected the notion of me small, swallowing anymore and taking and doing for, for everyone else around me. Um, and it's like, no, you you are forced to deal with this. You're forced to deal with your body right now. And so maybe that's happening to you too, I don't know. Uh, it permeates into everything. I mean, there was a point where I thought it was an aneurysm and I was afraid to have sex. Because I thought my orgasm, I would have an aneurysm. I know, I know. It's so dumb. I hope you're laughing at me. Aaron would be like, Natalie, I'm a huge hypochondriac, and Aaron was like, Natalie, you're not gonna die from an orgasm. Like, you're not at least not right now. Um, and I get it from my mom. My mom's a huge hypo- hypochondriac too. And when the headaches, <laughs> okay. So let me let me backtrack. When the headache started, I also started whole 30. And so, like on day two or day three of whole 30, I had the worst hang- hangover, the worst headache of my life. And it could have been from like withdrawing with no sugar in my body and being dehydrated. I don't know. I have not had a headache that bad ever and since then, even if that was the beginning of these daily migraines. Um, so I do think whole 30 was a part of it. And I think you guys remember my podcast episodes during that journey. Uh, it sucked. Um, the episode with Carolina and, and, um, um, Carolina and Marie Faustin, I almost called her Reezy cause that's her Instagram name. Um, I had not slept. Like I literally did not sleep that night because the day before was, uh, the day after the worst headache of my life. And I immediately, immediately went to my ENT and was like, please see me. Um, and I was going to see her the next day, the day that after I recorded with, um, Carolina and Marie and I called my mom freaked out. I wanted to hear my mom just go like, you're going to be okay. Everything's fine. But she was like, Oh, and she actually apologized later for this. She's like, "I'm so sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that." But my grandmother, the one that died, that died that I uh, last year that had to deal with like a lot of grief, um, had a brain tumor behind her eye. And then on the phone with my mom, as I'm waiting for her to like comfort me, she was like, "Oh yeah, and your great grandfather died of a brain tumor too." And I was like, "What?" And then I had to go. I had to go because someone for the family came, like needed, like needed me basically. And and she was like, I'm so sorry I did that. Like I meant I was going to be like, but they weren't, they're not related. Brain tumors are very rarely genetic, very rarely. And even these two brain tumors, my grandmother and then her father's uh, weren't the same because hers was benign and his was not benign. And he was very, very old, much older when it happened. And brain tumor... Don't one, don't Google. I'm telling you right now if you're having headaches, daily headaches, do not fucking Google. It is I can tell you right now it is almost 100% most likely not a brain tumor because brain tumor symptoms aren't usually headaches. It's actually more like you're forgetting stuff. It's more neurological. Um, you sometimes may have headaches. Uh, I don't want to discount that. Uh, it is possible. But it most likely is not. Um, And truly, I went to my ENT crying after this episode with Carolina and Marie. And I was so thankful that they were doing the episode because I was like, I know this will be a good episode because they are so funny. And even if I literally am on no sleep and I'm so scared of this appointment, um, I know this will still be good because of how funny and talented they are. And it was was a good, talented and funny episode. I literally was like crying, crying to this ENT. And I was just like, I I'm dying. And she literally was like, you know what? I do not think it's a brain tumor, but why not get an MRI so we can make you feel better? When the fuck has a doctor ever said that to you? Like I'm still like in shock. And I think I came when she said that. She actually, um, I haven't seen her and uh, since January, I think, I think, um, no, that's not true. I had to get a CT scan, a CAT scan. And she was the one to do it. So I haven't seen her since like March or April, but I was on sittercity.com like a month ago being like, let's see what babysitting jobs are out there. And she was looking for a nanny. I was like, wait, I know that name. And then I clicked on it and saw her picture and was like, Oh my God, I love you. I want to do anything for you. And then I was like, this could, Let's not do this, Natalie. Let's not put yourself in a position like that. Um, i have just like all of a sudden giving all of yourself to someone because they did their job. They did their fucking job. Anywho, I love this ENT. If you are in New York City and you need an ENT, just message me. Um, she's amazing. Love her so much. She has no clue. Someone is talking about her right now. And she's probably just looking up someone's nose. Um, so sweet. <laughs> also was kind of ready for the COVID test because with the the terrible headache, she was like, well, let's just make sure there's not a blockage in your sinuses. So she had to stick a camera up my nose, much like the COVID test. And it was up there for a long time, but she gave me this like numbing, she gave me this like numbing, um, spray. So it was a little bit easier, but then the numbing spray was just like in me for a long time, like in my mouth. And I had to go <laughs> That day, I remember that day very vividly because it was just like such a clusterfuck of a day because after that I had a show. I had an Awkward Sex and City show and I was just like such a goddamn mess on that show. Uh, What a fun trip down memory lane for me. Anywho, the moral of this story is we are all very stressed right now because of COVID, because of the election, because of everything that's happening, because of rising cases, because of unemployment, because of the state of the economy, even the economy is fake. We've literally just made it up on ourselves. Um, Everyone's stressed. Everyone's scared. So what are you doing to like protect your mind, body, and soul? And not protect, but just like to help it. Um, Again, if you are experiencing migraines and you cannot see an ENT, you cannot see a doctor. There's obviously many reasons why that could be a possibility. Um, Yoga is really good. I don't know why and even like in the things that I've read about it they're like we don't know why it's good but it is and it definitely helps my my headaches um and I'm not I am not a yogi um I'm I'm at the very beginning of like of my journey with yoga um I am very weak I am not flexible I still struggle with um aligning everything with the breath it's a journey right It's just getting on the mat, taking that time out for yourself, learning to kind of relax, um, and decompress. And I think that's a big part with migraines of like learning to not tense up. Um, I had a little bit of a pressure today. Um, didn't, wasn't pain, but just pressure where there has been pain in the past, which could sometimes mean that a migraine's coming. Um, and then I was like, oh, it's because you actually worked out a little too hard yesterday. I did a lot of arm stuff yesterday and I've noticed if I'm tense, I'm not relaxed in my shoulders, then I get pain the next day. Um, Take note, be aware. Yoga, totally, meditation. I do the Calm app It's $75 a year. It is expensive. I do like it. I think Headspace might be free right now. Um, Check out Headspace. I always liked Headspace too. I did Calm for their sleep uh, meditations because in that time I was not sleeping well, which also another thing. That could be contributing to headaches or migraines. Um, magnesium. I take 400 milligrams a night. It helps with anxiety and it helps relax your body. Uh, so you can sleep better. All of these things. I guess like, I think in my 30s, it's like kind of learning how connected our actions are to our body, mind and soul. Um, that's gross. But, but you get, what I'm saying you get the gist of just like how much it's connected what we're putting in our bodies. Um, and that's not to be like, eat clean. Just being like aware of like, oh, maybe um, like like learning this year, like, oh, Natalie, every time you eat sour cream, you get diarrhea. And so like this year, I actually like gave up sour cream, which I thought I never want. <laughs> and I just replaced it with hot sauce. And I was like, oh, this is great. You Com- know, completely different consistencies, completely different outcomes to what it's doing to your meal um it was just the in my 20s I would have ignored it and be like it's fine it's fine it's fine in my 30s it's like no this is actually affecting you negatively let's see what happens if you take it out yeah so let's bring it all the way back around (laughs) I can feel in New York um everyone's getting like a little tense again everyone is afraid of what the second wave might be. We've got these like hot cluster hot clusters, these hot spots, these clusters of of neighborhoods that are like have positivity rates in like at like ten percent, seven percent, five point three percent. It's been a little scary watching. Um cause Cuomo and De Blasio are doing their like dig measuring contest. And the last time this happened, people died. So Numbers are rising, hospitalizations are rising. Um, October already for me was like I do this thing where I'm like, well, am I just on that day on October 24th? Am I gonna get a dizzy spell again? Um, and maybe I do, and that's kind of what I've been telling myself. It's like maybe you do get a dizzy spell again. But now like now you know, like you've been through it. It feels weird and you don't like it, and your body feels weird. Um, you now have these tools in place, you are actively going to therapy. I, I used to be a count, can, uh, counselor. I used to be bad about counseling because I'd be tired. Um, but now with teletherapy, we talk on the phone every Monday at 5.15. And I always say the same thing. I'm like, hi, how are you? And she's like, I'm well, how are you? How are things? And I'm like, oh, they're good, all things considered. And then she always laughs when I say all things considered. It's so always the same. But um, yeah, I guess as we go into the winter, we're, I think we might have to relearn some of the things we did to keep ourselves calm in April and May, in March, April and May. Um, and it also depends on what state you're in. You know, cases are rising in almost every state. Uh, I think Houston is going into their like literal, literal third wave of this. Um, I think the idea of a second and third wave is very scary. Um, watching what Trump did with COVID uh all of us watching with bated breath um what did my therapist say she was like well I do not wish death on anyone it would great be great if he just was gone I was like "Ooh, savage Dr. Eve um that made her laugh I like making her laugh um get your flu shot New York is taking it very seriously with which I like um I, I don't remember if I talked about this. I think I talked about this in an episode that I actually ended up scratching. Um, I went and got my flu shot in a COVID test like two weeks ago. And I like, I usually, there's places in New York where you can just go to get the swab up your nose and nothing else. Um, like I wouldn't be able to get a flu shot there. So I went to like an urgent care and they, were, they had already run out for that time being. Like there's just, they're just waiting for more. Like if you are in New York City, you can definitely still get, the flu shot. Some places just might be out for a week or something. So I ended up going to like a Dwayne Reed, which is a Walgreens, like literally anywhere else, because I think Walgreens bought Dwayne Reed. It's a Rite Aid, it's a CVS basically. But it doesn't take my insurance. Dwayne Reed does not take my insurance. Walgreens does not take my insurance. Once Walgreens bought it, I think, because Dwayne Reed used to take my insurance. Um, So I used to live right across the street from a Dwayne Reed, and I'd get my birth control there. I'd pop that pill. Um, And some of the reason why I got the the IUD I was like I cannot go to the fucking Dwayne Reed every month for my birth control. Um, I find those types of chores like like debilitating for some reason. Not like I can't do them. I'm just like, but I just want to be on the couch and watch The Hills, which is what I was watching before. Um, <laughs> I recorded this episode. Do you guys like when you hear like the little things, like the mundane things about me? I don't know. I don't know if that really if it's uh, important or not, but. Oh, hey, okay, there's another plane. Who's flying? That's what I don't know. Who the fuck's flying? I'm, Aaron says he's not getting a plane until there's a vaccine. Um, I'm definitely in the same camp of just like, I would like a vaccine or that like this didn't exist anymore. Like it's mutated down to a normal flu. But long story short, I went to Dwayne Reed because I was like too lazy to go to a CVS, which takes my insurance. Um and I paid out of pocket. So if you have to pay out of pocket, it's, I think, $41.99, $42. Um, and there was a line in there. There was a line for specifically the flu test, flu test, the flu shot. Guy in front of me was probably in his 20s, girl behind him was in their 30s. So like my group, my aid group is taking it seriously. Thank you. Um, we'll see, see what we can do. To, do. Um, long story short, I wanted this episode to be like, Listen to your body. Um, if you're not happy, that is one okay. And if you can't explain why you're not happy, I think that's very, very normal. And if you were like me, you just fixated on that, that you couldn't figure out why you were, were unhappy. And I, don't, I just don't think that's how the process goes. I think it's more you are unhappy and then you just try... see what does make you happy and see what brings things out of you rather than being like finding the source of why you're unhappy you'll figure it out later like I said I don't know I can't pinpoint the moment but I know the things that I was doing and why I was doing them and how that affected me so badly to it created physical pain in my body um and just learning how to listen to it and take care of it in a much different way. You know, my 20s was getting shit-faced, hungover, going to work, eating whatever. And not to be like, we should all be on a diet. I don't mean that. And I don't even mean like intuitive eating. I mean, just being aware of like what is physically hurting your body. (laughs) like I work out, I don't work out to lose weight anymore. That was like the only reason I ever work out. I work out now to like decompress and take, literally take care of my brain. Um, and it's, it's just different, right? It's just different. The, it, it hits different. It slaps different. Um, and that's important right now. In COVID, it is very important that you're listening to yourself and your body. I feel like I'm lecturing you. I don't mean to. <laughs> Honestly, when I talk that sternly, I'm like literally just talking to myself, like Natalie. Like it's crazy to to feel mentally where I felt in my 20s. Very hopeful, very in love with the creative stuff that I do. Very happy. I haven't felt this type of like genuine happiness for myself, like within myself, about myself in a long time. Because like other things definitely did make me happy. Aaron made me happy throughout that. Um, friends made me happy throughout that. Parts of Awkward Saxon City made me happy throughout it. But there was definitely like like these blind spots, there was definitely these like dark spots that I was confused by and was missing. Um and so again I'm telling you all this as not to lecture you or to judge you just as like an, uh, an example of of the journey and that if you do if you are finding yourself within this there is whether it's actual migraines or some type of pain physical ailment um if it is more emotional and mental if it's all three like mine mine was all three um there just really is like light at the end of the tunnel Um, and your journey won't look like mine and mine won't look like yours and yours won't look like your friends and mine won't look like my friends and sometimes the journey is painful and you're going to cry and it's going to hurt and it's going to look different than what you thought it would and maybe different people are going to show up, different people are going to leave But that feeling of, like, that type of happiness back in your life is just very empowering and very powerful. And I hope you get there. Um, I actually started masturbating a lot, too, to get back there. (laughs) She had to find a way to bring in sex. Um, This all, like, but it all, everything permeates into each other. Like, everything the light touches is yours. <laughs> like, so when there is, when there are words, what are words, when there are these dark spots and when there is this type of blindness, like inside of you, I don't know if that makes sense. It does affect your sex life and it does affect your personal life and it affects your personal friendships and it affects how you talk about yourself and others. It affects how you think about your dreams and the possibility of them and and what your worth is within the world and and what you bring to the table and not like in a work environment just like in general in life like what you do personally how you make people feel like i think i talked about with Jessica Jessica Henderson like i learned Or I've just always wanted my work, my art, my creative pursuits to make people feel better about themselves, which is why I do very vulnerable storytelling. Sure, like sex sells and sex is funny, but people don't talk about it in such a like empowering, yet very vulnerable, very intimate way. Um, And then I had a friend actually the other day who we've been talking about, um, she'd been really struggling getting her libido back to where she wanted it to be. And she was talking about how her therapist was like, no one ever talks about this. And it's like, yeah, no one ever talks about when you're not having sex. No one ever talks about why you're not having sex. Um, Stress, stress is like one of the number one libido killers out there. And so again, I know I talked about this in other episodes, you are very likely very stressed right now. And if you don't have the urge to have sex as much as you used to, that is probably it. So learning how to de-stress and learning how to not put too much pressure on your libido or on yourself or on your partner. Um, and she, this friend, <laughs> she actually texted me was just like, I had sex three times this week. Um, so people kn- should know like there is light at the end of the tunnel. It is possible to get back to where you want to be, or even get to a place that you didn't think was possible. And now here you are. Um, I talked about my libido. I I lost it March and fucking April. What? I don't even, it was rough. Um, and just think that, um, I just think that the most, the more vulnerable, I just think that the more vulnerable I can be for you on these solo episodes, especially and with my guests. Um, I do have very intimate conversations with people that some people I haven't even met until the recording. And it's very, I will say the thing that I really miss about being in a studio, um, is the intimacy of being in a studio. It's way easier for me personally to kind of feel what my guest needs from me when we're like face-to-face. I don't know if that makes sense. It's a little bit harder via remote. I mean, we do like Zoom, we do Google Hangouts. Like I can see the people, but it's just not the same. Um, So I don't know if that feels different for you guys as you listen and I don't know if these solo episodes feel different from the guest episodes because I know what I need right while I'm doing these, I almost always have a reason why I'm doing a solo episode. There's something that I was like, I would like to talk about this because I do think it could make people feel better. Um, even if it's very intimate details of my life, um, including what I was watching right before I recorded this, which was the Hills on my Roku fire stick in our bedroom. Um, cause I don't think you can watch the Hills like on demand. Um, at least with, uh Verizon. I don't think you can. That's what I have. I have FIOS. I know. Humble Brag. That was like one of the biggest selling points of our apartment. It was like we could get FIOS. Um I'm gonna leave it at that. This again was a longer episode. They're always way longer than I thought they were gonna be. I thought this was gonna be like a 20 minute episode. Um wash your hands, wear your mask, get your flu shot. Find the things that make you feel warm and fuzzy. Not all at once. It's a journey. Um. I will say, what really helped me, aside from this like very long break from day jobs, it that saved me so much. Um. Was also truly finding. Going back to things that I remembered as a child made me very happy. So that it was reading. I getting back to a place where I was devouring books, like not just reading one book a month, but just like, just like plowing through them. Um. And like so, that is back where I am, where I just like devour books. Um, <laughs> I cry. <laughs> I cry after every book i read right now because i'm so happy that i'm like reading this much again i literally will like hug my book and be like i love you and cry i did it yesterday i finished this book i finished vanishing light yesterday um the vanishing Light. no oh my god the vanishing half i always call it the vanishing light and even i called like a bookstore and they're like the what the vanishing half i finished it yesterday very good book highly recommend by Britt bennett i want to get her first book mothers now um, but I was like, fi- I finished reading it while Aaron was watching a scary movie and we were like on the couch together and I like started crying. <laughs> I was like, I don't feel like explaining this one to him because I cry so much. Like anything makes me cry. Um, I like crying though. I love crying. Can you hear the plane? There's another fucking plane. Um, that's the other thing I miss about the studio is you don't hear the fucking planes. Um, so it, yeah, I guess if you are there, if you're feeling a little lost, a little sad, go. Cool. Go back to the beginning. Go back to what made you happy in elementary school, in middle school, in high school. Maybe they're all the same thing. Mine was reading. Um, Yeah, I guess feel, allow yourself to feel vulnerable enough with yourself to admit you miss these things. I think sometimes that's part of it too, of being like, oh, I'm an adult now. I don't have time for these things. That doesn't mean you can't miss them or still want to do them. I feel like it's easy to lose like our youthful outlook on life and dreams and ourselves. And I think in a, a lot of times, it's a very important um, way to think and to be, even in our 30s or 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s. And just I mean, also what's helped me is letting go of this idea that like I had to get to a certain place in my twenties. The actual effect of not getting to a certain place in my twenties, I think, is probably one of the greatest things that happened. Um learning to like enjoy the journey a little bit more. I know. I know, I hate that. The whole like not all who wander are lost. I hate that. If that is tattooed on you, I'm judging you right now. Um but I guess just kind of like letting go a little bit. Okay, I'm done lecturing you guys. Wash your hands, wear your masks, be very nice to anyone in customer service, tip over 20% if you are eating out or takeout or anything like that. Um, Get your flu shot, like, subscribe, Patreon, Um, share with your friends and I will talk to you guys next week. I love you guys sincerely. I really do. Just in case you haven't heard that today.